we started off last week uh, with this, uh, this thing that we're calling Love is the Doctrine. <clears throat> and we talked about doctrine, right? That's a good, heavy, theological, churchy word that we get to drop on you, right? Uh, and what is doctrine? I mean, how would, you, how would you explain doctrine? Anybody, what is doctrine? How you practice what you're preaching. That's good. I like that. Any, any slightly different? Defining principles. Okay. That's good. Anything else? What is doctrine? This good, heavy, solid theological word. I would just say it's simply, what do you believe? And what, how do you practice out of that? Right? So if you say... What do you believe? You're kind of, uh, in a simple way, asking somebody, what's your doctrine, right? Uh, and so what we've, uh, what we've said in here about that, uh, we kind of delved, uh, delve, man, I, am, I can't do that word tonight. Dive, de- delved, I don't know. We delve into it. I'm going to use that now. Uh, <laughs> we're delving, I don't even know if that's a word, we're delving, uh, into our doctrine, what we say that we believe, but we find that it's actually really simple. That seems like a really, you know, people come out with these super long doctrinal statements, um, uh, and that's fine, and that's good, and, and we need that uh, to a degree. We need to be heavy into, and we need a very uh, carefully consider what we believe and what we do, um, but if we if we if we pull it back to its very very essence, uh, we find something really simple, and yet incredibly powerful uh, when it comes to what we say we believe as people who are followers of Christ. And there's a word that we use for that around here. What is that? What's a fo- A disciple. Yeah, a disciple. A disciple is someone who simply follows, right? And so we claim to be disciples of Christ, people who follow in the way of Christ. And so if we're, if we're people who do that, then we, we claim the things that Jesus claimed, and we believe the things that Jesus believed, and we proclaim the things that Jesus taught. And one of the things... Uh, that he taught us uh, was this out of Matthew chapter 22, and we hit on this last week, and we're gonna we're gonna kind of visit this every week. Uh, <clears throat> we we got into the context of this uh, more last week, but it was a, a Pharisee that came to Jesus uh, because they were in this mode of trying to they're trying to trap him, like the Sadducees did it, then the or the Pharisees did it, and the Sadducees did it, and then the Pharisees came to him again in chapter 22. And, and he said, Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? And Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and all the prophets hang on these two commandments. So in essence, Jesus is saying, what's most important? Love God and love others. Because everything is related to that.
So what we're doing together as disciples, followers of Christ, I think is really different uh, than a lot of other systems of thought or systems of belief um, or, or ways of being. Uh, because what we're doing is not really a philosophy. Now, does it have a philosophy? Yes. And we need to understand that philosophy. But a philosophy is a way of understanding the world, right? It's a, it's a knowledge of things. It's a, uh, it's a systemic uh, type of uh, framework that we have to understand life and the world and, and the universe and the things around us, right? That's a philosophy. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you tonight that you're not a Christian by agreeing with the philosophy of Christianity, however you define that philosophy, right? And I hope that, I hope that you have a sense of what that philosophy is uh, in your own heart and mind. But I'm going to tell you, it, it's not dependent on what you think that philosophy is. So what we're doing is not, in its essence, a philosophy. What we're doing is not an ethic, ethnic or social identity. You're not a Christian because your family is or that you've always been around it. That is not identifying to you as a disciple of Christ. Now, that may have built a kind of a worldview around you that you may or may not subscribe to, right? But that does not define you and who you are as a disciple. A lot of you know, uh, I I like to go out to coffee if I haven't met you yet or I've just met you. Well, you're going to be asked to go out to coffee. Just get ready. Um, And uh, spoiler alert, uh, we talk about, we like to talk about story in that time. What's your story? Tell me your story. Uh, tell Tell me about the things of your life that have defined you to this point. Um. And, and a lot of people have not really thought about their life in that kind of way. And so that's challenging sometimes. But there's even a, a kind of heavier uh, question that goes along with that is, what is your faith story? What are the things that have defined you as a spiritual person up to this point? And for some, that's, that's like hardly anything. And for some, that's very long and rich. But I find sometimes that there's, there's those who don't really know how to approach a question like that, and it's, um, well, I've, I've, always gone, I've always gone to church. Um, okay, well, that's good. I mean, that's oh, oh, good. I'm glad for you in that. But I want to tell you that's hardly a faith story, right, that you've always gone to church. I mean, there's a lot of people who've always gone to church. And for some, there's a very rich faith story that's intertwined with that. And for some, there's not a faith story at all. So going to church is not identifying of who you are as a disciple of Christ in and of itself. What we're doing isn't even ultimately about what we believe. You can believe in God. You can believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. 
You can believe that Jesus Christ died for your sins and was resurrected and that you are saved by putting your faith in him. And guess what? I like all of those things. All of those things are really good things. And we're going to proclaim those things in this community, in this place. But you're not defined as a disciple of Christ by the fact that you just believe in those things. So if it's not all of these things, right? Okay, so we can, there's all kinds of things that we can throw in the dumpster that it's not, and even some, some kind of important things, too. That we're not, we're, so we're not disregarding all of those things, but we're saying that's not the core of who we are. So what is? And we find in this mission something that takes us towards that core. We find in what Jesus says are the two most important things. Something that sets us apart as followers of Christ from just about every other way of going about the world, of believing, of living. And that is, according to Jesus, about relationship. As a disciple of Christ, as a follower of Christ, you are one who is entering and experiencing relationship. He says, love the Lord your God with all your heart and your soul and with all of your mind. And this is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. So we've simplified it, right, to our four words, but I'm going to simplify it even more. He says, you love and you love. Now, what is love? God, I had to. Sorry. I apologize. It's my Saturday Night, Saturday Night Live ways from the 90s. You guys don't even know. Sold. First John. Let's go over to First John, chapter four. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. What's the order there? Everyone who loves, has been born of God, and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. What is God? Love. So, by some mathematical property, what is love? God. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. 
No one has ever seen God. But if we love one another, God lives in us, and his love is made complete in us. So how do we put this simply, these words from John? To know God is to love. And conversely, to love is what? To know God, right? Because God is love. Now, the negative of this is what? If you don't love, you don't know God. Okay, we're kind of, we're riding that wave, that, that nice positive wave of love right here. We're just, we're getting real squishy. But then we get this needle, right? If you don't love, you don't know God. Now, this sounds overly simplistic and even kind of harsh and even a little accusatory. But this was Jesus' message, wasn't it? Over and over and over. And especially to the religious people, right? The ones who Jesus said, you, need, you should know better than this. You know all kinds of things. You know how to be perfectly righteous. You know how to perfect yourself. You know how to follow the law in all of its hair-splitting ways, and you are great at that. Good job. But you don't know how to love. And in so many implicit ways, over and over, he kept pointing this out, pointing this out, pointing this out. You're getting everything right except what it means to live by and in and for the sake of love. Let's back up a chapter to chapter 3. This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. If anyone has material possessions and sees a brother or sister in need but has no pity on them, how can the love of God be in that person? Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. And here John says, your love, if you live in love, if you know love, it is absolutely not about feeling it, experiencing it, believing in it. Because if you have love, love will be demonstrated in very real ways. Love is not a philosophy. It's not a state of mind. It's not a set of knowledge. Love is the practice. And we're going to come back to this definition probably a lot. We've, we've kind of established this over a few semesters here at, at LFC, this kind of very loose and simple definition of love that I think is very powerful. And that is love is the practice of less of self and more of the other, right? 
And that's built into those two commandments, right? Because it's not about you. It's not about you getting anything. It's about not, about not about you receiving anything. It's not about you gaining knowledge. It's not about you uh, perfecting anything. It's about you giving yourself in love to both God and to other people. And this is exactly what Jesus lived. This is exactly what he lived. What he taught and what he did. And it's encapsulated, I think, very beautifully in the book of Philippians. When Paul writes this poem, some people think it was a song. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who, being in very nature God. So who was Jesus? It was God, right? We believe that. We believe that about Jesus. That's a central nature. That's part of our doctrine, right? That we believe that Jesus was God himself. Who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. And we could see Jesus. The people around him could see him. They knew him as a person, as a man, as, a, as a, someone in the flesh, right? It's hard to deny that about Jesus. Pretty much everybody in the world can at least get on board with that much about Jesus, that he was real, that he was a person, that he walked on the earth, right? But we believe that he had the very nature of God in him which is extraordinary because of what he did with that. Because of how he didn't exalt himself with that. He didn't glorify himself with that. He did what? Made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant. What is love? Less of the self and more of the other. This is the story of Jesus himself. Back to 1 John 3. This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. Now what, what naturally follows from that? We ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. So it's a flow. You know love because you have experienced that from God. You have witnessed that from God. You are who you are because you have been loved in that way from God. So we're called, we're called to love him, love him back, right? But there's a flow that he says is critically important to that. And that's how that love flows through you to the people in the world around you. 
So that's what our challenge is, right? Love. If love is our doctrine, how do we practice love? How do we live in love? Uh, and we're going we're gonna to continue that uh, train of thought through these next several weeks. Um, and in our retreat, by the way, plug. Um, yeah, how do we practice that love? And why do we love? What are all these reasons that we find in our lives to, to, to be motivated in love, to grow in love, uh, to be people of love, to challenge each other to love? Um, and I think we'll, we'll find ourselves changed by that as disciples of Christ. In a world that, uh, where, where that kind of love is not the biggest value, is it? Especially, especially right now, right? Just in this world around us. Um, we go from how can we, how can we win, right, to how can we love? And that's the greatest command for us. Let's pray about that. Father, it seems um, it seems all too easy to uh, to talk about love because love is uh, who can say love is wrong or love is bad. But when we see how you have challenged us to love, how you have demonstrated love to us, how you have loved us, we find that it's a whole lot more challenging than what we initially believed. We're called. To sacrifice, we're called to give. We're called. Uh, we're called for there to be less of ourselves. And in a world that uh, teaches us uh, to build up ourselves, to do what's best for ourselves, to put number one first, Father, to be taught to love in that kind of way by you uh, is hard. But we want to we want to embrace that challenge together, and we know we need that. Uh, we need each other uh, to embrace this, Father. So we're thankful for how we get to do that. We're thankful for the relationships, some that are even brand new in this room tonight, Father. That we know you want to uh, you want to grow in incredible ways um, to teach us just that much more about love and how it changes us. And so, Father. Uh, we give the rest of this night uh, to you. In the name of Christ, amen.